So wait a minute. You thought the ACC was actually dead? Wait till you hear why they're not only still alive, but they're about to make a major push to be one of the big conferences in college football. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I'd like to thank Locked LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so for the past two weeks, it has been the overwhelming uh narrative that the ACC is dead, that there is no chance that this conference is going to survive the latest round of realignment because the Big Ten and the SEC are going to take advantage of everything and poach and take away from the Atlantic Coast Conference. But multiple reports by the end of the week of this last week have shown that the ACC is not only not going to fold, but they're going to be stronger Because they're going to make some moves up ahead. And we're going to talk about why on today's show. Okay. So there were two reports I want to get into first. One in the first segment and one in the second. The first segment is going to be dedicated to Pete Thamel's report on ESPN.com. Now, this is an ESPN Plus, so I'm not going to get into everything he says because he has a pay-for-service article. And I do my own pay-for-service on Eagle Insider. And I don't want to take away from everything. But there's a few things I can pick and choose. First of all, the first thing that Pete Thamel, who is a gold standard when it comes to breaking news in conference realignment and anything in terms of schools, is that the ACC is right now trying to build this partnership with the Pac-12. That's what they're doing right now. And we've heard this for the last two weeks, right? That they're trying to get a partnership with them on their ESPN deal. That you know, ESPN wants the inventory that the Pac-12 has so they can add it to their, uh, their resume. And the ACC could help bring that in. That could also bring some marquee matchups. And I think the first big one that you think of would be Miami and Oregon, right? Mario Cristobal against the team he left with the Oregon Ducks, right? So that would be the first thing uh, that, that they want to do. Now, so that sounds all well and good. And the partnership between the ACC and the Pac-12 has been something that has, as I said last week, was a loose partnership. If it's a loose partnership, the financial ramifications of a loose partnership probably won't be enough to keep a school like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC in the ACC. They need to do more than that. And we've said this all along. So if if they go into all of this and they find out that this partnership through the ESPN uh, channel of networks is not enough to bring up revenue to make the ACC competitive with the Big Ten, with the SEC... They need to do more because that's not going to impress Clemson enough, right? Not not to use a Shania Twain quote because I'm not a Shania Twain fan, but that don't impress them much, right? So if these these deals and these partnerships 
don't do enough and literally short of the ACC and Pac-12 becoming one conference, I can't imagine it being enough to satisfy some of these ACC squads. They're going to have to do something more here. They cannot just sit back and let other conferences like the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma or the Big Ten adding UCLA and USC. The ACC needs to be predatory as well. There's no need to be nice here. Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, needs to be proactive here, folks. He cannot just sit back and let everything kind of just fall into place because you know what happens when they fall into place? Florida State, Miami, and Clemson end up in the SEC. You know, UVA and Pitt and BC end up in the Big Ten. I don't know who's going to end up in the Big Ten. You guys are probably going to yell at me for saying BC. But they'll end up in the Big Ten, and the ACC will be dead. He needs to go out there, and he needs to pull the bull by the horns. Take that step that the Big Ten and the SEC were bold enough to do. And to do that, he needs to poach schools from other conferences. He needs to be the Fredo. Again, like George Klyakov of the Pac-12, he's going to feel like he's had two Fredos by the time all of this is done because he's already had Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, steal his two big schools. What if Jim Phillips goes in from the ACC and does the same thing? What if he goes in and lands Oregon and Washington and then... To be proactive, he goes down to the Big 12. He adds TCU or Baylor or the or Oklahoma State or Cincinnati. Maybe he doesn't even let Cincinnati get into the Big 12 before they're invited to the ACC and they're saying, okay, that's what we want to do. That is what Jim Phillips needs to do. And that is what Pete Thamel is proposing that the ACC's next step will be. That they're not just going to sit back and let these other conferences go in and just go boom, boom, boom. And the ACC is going to go, whoa, what just happened? No, the ACC is going to be predatory because that's what you need to be. This is a business, folks. This is a business just like with Apple or Amazon or any other big, you know, multi big conglomerate out there. You need to go out there and you got to grab the bull by the horns. And the ACC, even though that Jim Phillips has been quiet behind the scenes, he understands that. And he's going to go out there and do it. And the teams that he brought up, that Thamel brought up, are teams that ACC fans and Boston College fans, I think, would be excited about. I just mentioned Oklahoma State, Washington, Oregon. What about Stanford? What about Cincinnati? What about... Maybe a Houston or a Colorado or a Arizona State. There are multiple teams. Cal, there's teams out there that could rise and raise up the ACC portfolio to the level that, hey, they're no longer in the back burner here. They are now a contender in a a conference that has a solid profile. Because if you bring in a profile of Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, Oregon, Washington, you know, Oklahoma State. Okay, you're starting to talk now. You're talking business. And that is what the ACC needs to do if they want to survive this latest round of realignment. They cannot. I'm telling you again, if Jim Phillips is just hoping 
that his conference is going to just sit back and just let things happen and be like, okay, we're a, a, a historical conference. We have Duke. We have UNC. Good luck, pal, because those schools will just book it when they see the money and the dollar signs waved in front of their face. They're not going to sit around and wait for that. And it will destroy this conference. And it will let the top teams go off and be successful somewhere else. And it will let teams like, I'm going to tell you right now. It will let teams like Boston College, Wake Forest, uh, Duke, Pitt, Syracuse. They're going to be flapping in the winds. This conference needs to be proactive. It needs to be predatory. This solution of partnerships is not going to be the answer for the ACC. And I'm sure we're going to find that out very quickly. Now, there have been reports that this partnership thing is going to start buzzing soon, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I think we'll talk in a, in a second about what the conference and Jim Phillips could do elsewise, otherwise to make this conference successful and stable in just a moment. Now, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond in the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's a slightly smaller than Alabama's fan base. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the people right to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We're talking about conference realignment. It has been the news as, you know, there's no practices going on and it's a recruiting dead period. So, it's, it's what everyone's talking about, and I have my thoughts and opinions on everything. Now, one of the biggest talking points about conference realignment is that all these schools are just going to leave the ACC, that they can just afford it given the SEC media rights or the Big Ten media rights that will cover the uh, exorbitant exit fee that the grant of rights that the ACC has imposed would cost them. Now, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports, who is one of the most um, have-to-follow conference realignment or college football writers that you, you in, in the world right now, he has information that I think you need to hear about before you make your assumptions that the ACC is just easy to leave. He tweeted and wrote an article that said, in order for a school to leave the ACC, given the grant of rights through ESPN that runs through 2036, it would cost a half a billion dollars to leave at this point. Now, that number is absolutely insane. Given that schools that would enter the SEC and Big Ten, that would take about three to four years to cover that fee making absolutely nothing 
off of the media other than covering their exit fees to the ACC. That that makes no sense for the Florida States and Clemsons to leave. So it's not right now the way that the landscape is right now. You can't just say, you know, Florida State's going to leave to go to the SEC because it's not going to happen. They can't financially afford it. They can't. They can't just leave the ACC, even though there's more money in the SEC for them right now, because the hit they would take would cripple their athletic program. They would not be able to afford to pay their coaches, to pay all of the all the costs that the non-revenue sports that these football deals pay for. So, yeah, I don't think that the Clemsons and Florida States are going to just leave right now. I do, on the other hand, uh, other than what Don is, Don is saying, I do think that the Clemsons and Florida States may be looking with their lawyers to figure out how to get out of these. But that being said, every article, whether it's Thamel, whether it's Dodd, they have all said that they've had legal people looking at these deals, this grant of rights which basically gives ESPN the right over everything EACC and all these schools that are part of it, that they have looked at it and said, these contracts are almost airtight. There's no way for Miami to go to court and say, you know what, this isn't fair. I want to get out of it. And the court would get them out. What the what these, what these authors are saying, these national authors, is that no matter what these schools are, or these reporters are saying, these schools are stuck. And we have said before, and I just said in the first segment, the best option for these schools is for this conference to be aggressive. Is, yeah, you, 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 you know, you see the money signs that the SEC and the Big Ten are offering these schools, and yeah, that's attractive, but they can't get out of it right now. What these schools, the Clemsons and Florida States are going to hope for is that the ACC goes out there and brings in an Oregon, brings in a Washington, or brings in an Oklahoma State that will bring up the ACC's money deal that they have with ESPN so that, yeah, they can't get out of it, but hey, the money is going to start going up. And that's the biggest goal of all of this, whether it's the SEC, the Big Ten, or the ACC, is that they need more money. And they want more money out of this. So if the ACC can go out and get three or four more teams and bring it up to 16 schools and get their annual deal brought up, then Clemson ain't going to look anywhere else. Yeah, they would love to have more you know, competitive matchups against Georgia's and Alabama's and Auburn's and Florida and the SEC. But hey, if they're making the same money and get to to play tough, you know, good schools in the ACC, they're not going to go anywhere. So this is all, all of this lies on two different bodies. It's Jim Phillips in the ACC and ESPN. Can Jim Phillips do the things he needs to bring up the annual revenue for this conference to keep the Clemsons, Miamis, and so on happy. Because if he can't, it's only a matter of time before these other schools start figuring out how to get out of this grant of rights, that the time starts ticking away. Right now, my thought though right now 
is even if Phillips can't poach, if he can't bring a Cincinnati or a, a Colorado in, and those are the sub schools that Thamel threw, threw out there, then he is going to just be biding time at this point because you need to figure it out now. You need this conference to be aggressive, and if they aren't, well, they're screwed. But I think they're going to do some things. And honestly, I think the end game of the ACC, where this all ends up, is with some new schools. I still don't think it'll be Notre Dame. I still don't think this white whale, the Moby Dick to Jim Phillips, to John Sw- uh, not John Swaber, to Swafford, is not going to happen. I don't. I just can't see Notre Dame at this point, unless something changes in the college sports landscape, is going to end up at a in the ACC. Honestly, they seem much more attractive to the uh, the Big Ten seems much more attractive to to what I imagine Swabuck is thinking for the, for Notre Dame, right? So I think these other schools. I think Phillips needs to stab some commissioners in the back and go after some of those bigger programs because I think he can do it. I'd love to see BC and Stanford. I'd love to see BC and and TCU. I think there's some fun matchups there. It's just going to be up to the commissioner to figure that out. Now, in our final segment, I want to talk about recruiting with Boston College and really shout out two of the newest commitments and why I think BC is continuing to go in the right direction under Jeff Halfley. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball, on their site. BetOnline continues to be your source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news in this season. Now, BetOnline, I've said before, they have daily, you know, individual stats you can do the over and under for instance i have all weekend been going over on rafael devers against the new york yankees and i've been hitting over and over again because he just had he had some big games you can do that you can go okay rafael devers is going to go over one hit you can you can put a bet on that they have so many options on there you it's your imagination is your limitation on betonline.net now betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to to check all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. Check that out and become a member today. Now, now we're talking recruiting here, and I have been... Locked in on recruiting over the last month. Uh, June was a huge month for Boston College sports and football, especially in terms of recruiting. They had a number of major recruits that came in, and now the uh, dividends are starting to pay out for Boston College as the Eagles have landed a handful of new commitments, including two mystery commitments that we don't know about. I have put crystal balls in on 247. You can check those out. But the two that we know about really made me excited where BC is heading. I'll explain why right now. The first is Antonio Cotman from Virginia. This is a kid, he's a 6'3 cornerback from Virginia who had a ton of major offers. He's out there hanging out with big guys like D'Angelo Hall, who is a former NFL cornerback. This kid is legit. He has 
he has the mentality of a defensive back. You look at him on Twitter, and he reminds me so much of those big name like Richard Sherman, uh, big personalities that uh, you know you could just sense the the arrogance and uh, self confidence. I don't want to say arrogance, self confidence that you want in a major NCAA cornerback. He has you know a offer sheet that you are looking for, and Jeff Halfley nailed it. You know, he took him out of Virginia Tech, who, you know, he's in his backyard, and brought him right in. And it was at the end, it wasn't even really a decision. Now, he may say it was, but he took one official visit, Boston College. Now, how important is that, right? When you get a guy like Cotman, who has 20-plus offers, he's a high three-star recruit, he takes one offer for an official visit. That tells you how confident he was that Boston College was going to be the right choice for him. That's a hit. That is an absolute win right there. Jeff Halfley sold him a pitch and Antonio Cotman bought it immediately. This kid you're going to want to watch. I'm telling you right now, folks, he's going to be a starting cornerback soon for BC. He's the first reason to get excited. Now, Paloe Fahoa from Bishop Gorman, we talked about him a little bit last week, is another reason to get excited. I am loving the Samoan connection with Boston College. And this is not, you know, generalizing over a certain play, type of player, but getting kids from that area out in California, Nevada, I love to bring these in. This is the second Bishop Gorman recruit as uh, Cam Barfield, the running back, was he came in last year. Bishop Gorman is one of the best high school schools in the country. They play in Las Vegas. They they are just churning out NCAA and NFL talent every single year. And uh, Faoa is one of the next. Um, I love this kid's play. He is a ball hawk. He has got a nose for tackle, and he's physical. I love this kid. I think when you bring in Sione Hala, a safety uh, linebacker, and Faoa from, from Bishop Gorman, now you're starting to see a linebacking core that can go up with Cam Arnold, that can go up with Jalen Blackwell and Bryce Steele, and you've got a linebacking core that is exciting, that is explosive, that can make plays for the future. I think that is a big deal for Boston College. Now, he chose BC out of staying close. Cal Berkeley wanted him to stay on the West Coast. And Faoa, he said, nah. He said, I'm going to go out East. I'm going to go to BC. I'm going to play with Jeff Halfley. A huge win. And I'm telling you right now, if you've not checked out Eagle Insider, the news, the good news is not done. It's not done right now. And I have the predictions out there to show you who's going to be next. And I am telling you, I have the connections. I have the stories. I'm not floating my own boat here, folks. If you want BC recruiting news, sign up for Eagle Insider. It's a dollar for the first month. It is well worth it. We have an excellent message board Tons of BC fans on there. If you are someone listening and you're a Laps Eagle Insider recruiting board uh, recruiting member, jump in now. Get back in. I'm gonna. I promise you, I will make you. I will make it worth your while. So get over to Eagle Insider and hit that subscribe button now. Now this week, 
because last week was the 4th of July and I realized I was supposed to record three episodes last week. I recorded two. I'm going to give you four episodes this week and I am going to make them interesting and all engaging. I will be back tomorrow to talk all about the BC basketball program. We have not talked about Earl Grant and where this program is. Earl Grant had a tweet up. I'm going to tell you what I think it means about and how excited he is about the future of this program and why you should too. And that there's a player on this roster that no one is talking about that you're going to be talking about every game come this fall. You're going to want to check that out. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or on Locked on BC. Again, I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the BC... Uh, Sorry, the 247 Network. Please subscribe, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care.